0: Well, hello and welcome back to our podcast, Ayahuasca Assisted Therapy. Today is another special edition, special episode. I'm just like so, so happy to be here with my sister, Sherry. And we were just saying that it's like almost 10 years that we met the first and the last time in person. And yeah, Sherry is my dear sister who um, I went to Peru with. Well, I met her on that trip, like, we didn't go together, but she was part of that group. Which um, which I was part of, you know, in the in the Amazon with the Shipibo's on this plant medicine dieta that my whole journey started with this medicine in 2012. So yeah, we kept in touch a little bit through social media, and now she's here in Mexico where I live, doing a little vacation and just taking some time off. And it's just like we were just saying that. I feel this with a lot of people, you know, who who you sit with multiple times with the medicine that you just bond, you know, and it's really a family. And we were saying that, you know, it was just like we were, we were, we met like last week or something. It was, it was just that connection and that, that, um, sister who am um, just like, so, so happy and also excited, you know, from the perspective of this, um, podcast where we talk about the, the preparation and the integration because uh, Sherry has this unique story that she did that medicine journey and she she will tell you more about it and and then she that that was her journey with with the mother ayahuasca so what I'm I was really curious about and we had this chat on the beach yesterday that how is her her spiritual path and her healing journey have been you know since uh, we took that <laughs> big leap of faith <laughs> and that step you know in in the in the Peruvian jungle and uh, yeah we just shared a little bit and 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 you know she has so much wisdom and light and love to share that I thought that it would be great to record this so other people can also receive you know all this all these um, gifts and the beauty and the love and and the wisdom you know that that we gathered along our path so Thank you, sister, for doing this with me. And so happy to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And, and just t- tell us a little bit about yourself and whatever you think people should know about you right now, if you want to share anything about you or where you are in your life.
1: Well, thank you, Nina, for having me at on your podcast. And um, I am more than happy to uh, share Uh, where I've been since that journey. So uh, basically what I have found is that uh, working with the mother, there were certain things that I wasn't able to release at that time that I was still holding. And since then I've released that. But what the mother basically did for me was help me to go further inward to myself and that has helped me in so many ways to realize without judgment that everyone has trauma and pain. And it's okay for that to come up, to look at it, to accept it, to not judge yourself about it and let it be with you, let it sit with you yourself. And then you can release it with love. Um, so the journey itself was quite an experience. It was very dynamic and on many levels, but that is what I've come to know about the mother in myself and using the mother. She's always with me and I can always call on her to assist when necessary. So mm-hmm. it has actually helped me heal a lot of trauma and pain, and more actually of understanding myself and others around me. And it, and it really allows me to be non judgmental. It helped me define my boundaries of who I am as a woman, as a human, and not judge others for where they are on their journey because everyone is at a different level. And so it's more of an acceptance of our humanness and mm, what we so came. Care to do as humans but actually you know we are so much more than that we have so much more power than what we think we do so right yeah. did you have like a specific uh,
0: intention why you went to peru at that time did you have like okay i want to figure this out or i want to work on this or something like that or you were just like no I, this is a calling i just have to do i'm curious you know and i just trust that whatever needs to arise will will surface.
1: Uh, yes, I did have <clears throat> specific intentions for going and the, the basic intention was for my own personal healing because mm-hmm. uh, I thought if I healed myself, it would resonate out to my family and help heal the whole dynamic. But it was actually like lighting a stick of dynamite. <laughs> first,
0: but in the long run it did create more <clears throat> harmony in the family correct
1: yes of course but first is the, 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 <laughs> the explosion <blow> <laughs> yes and so um so true. yeah no i'm i'm really grateful for the insight that it brought um i feel like it's given me a cl- closer connection to the divine right um And I don't always get the answers, like I think I should, right. Mm -hmm. Um, But they do come. And it's just like a, it's like an invisible guidance system within myself, because she's always there. The internal guidance. Yeah.
0: And, And many people and, you know, I have the same experience that uh, you don't need to drink all the time the, the 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 ayahuasca to to feel that connection. But actually, as you said earlier, you can you know connect to her energy and call her in and communicate with her, even you know long after the 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 ceremony. And uh, as far as I know, that was that that was the only ceremony that you did, right? When you were in Peru, and 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 that was like part of your journey. And you never felt really cold afterwards, like in the last ten years, to to physically go back and and drink more ayahuasca, Correct. Correct. Right. But we talked about that st- still during this time. It's kind of like a never-ending journey. Uh, so tell us a little bit. Uh, how did you continue that healing and, and, and put into practice, you know, what you learned from her and what were your tools and resources that you kept using during the years to kind of uh, keep going, you know, on
1: this path of healing? Um, basically <clears throat> she brought me to where I could go uh, within myself and not look for external validation and answers. Um so in my meditation and my prayer, uh, the answers would come, maybe not when I had expected them, but it just, <clears throat> she just sits with me and it's, she's gentle on me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. Uh, I have a couple of times in the U.S. where I live, there are groups that do participate with the medicine, but I have been hesitant to follow that journey with them because I am not sure of the person leading and -hmm. their um, education and their knowledge and wisdom, like Mm -hmm. some have just come and used and then are sharing. And so I um, am very hesitant because I know that negative entities can enter. And um, I've learned how to protect my energetic field, um, become more sensitive about Uh, my surroundings. And uh, one thing that the mother did do for me is it helped me uh, know my boundaries. Mm -hmm. And also not to, excuse me, not to let anyone just into my life, because I realized that it's all an energetic connection. And sometimes their chaos can manifest in our worlds. And I have so much to work on. And release that I didn't want to uh, collect anymore. My, my journey is to release all my karmic debt this <laughs> lifetime.
0: Wow, so, yeah,
1: I'm a, it's a workout em- <laughs> uh, right, 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 we know that, but that's still my intention. Yeah, totally. Uh, so um, the mother um, brought to light certain things in my life. Uh, that I needed to look at and Mm. in myself. Can you
0: share an example for people just to understand, (laughs) like, you know, what kind of stuff we talk about here?
1: Okay. Yes. Um, I wanted to know uh, who my guides were. And I actually, that was an intention was to see my guide. And I did see my guide, although we didn't have a conversation I never it happened to be a man, a native man kneeling by the water and was dark and he had long, beautiful black hair, but he was squatting at the water. So I'm not sure what he did. So part of my mission is to always bless the water, pray for the water, put the good vibes in it, because we know that prayer and positive input changes the molecular structure of the water and our bodies being at least 70 percent water. If we do that to the water, then we're putting all of that beautiful, positive, high vibrational frequency within ourselves. And when we do that for ourselves, then it does radiate out to all of humanity and the planet. And I think that's part of our mission at this time. So it just helped me um, look further in myself and be... Uh, more in alignment and more centered and focused and balanced and not to uh, be a hot reactor in the world to uh, respond in kind uh, rather than in anger or anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I've seen that big change in my life because of it it's huge.
0: Just, you know, most of us are just acting out from those triggers and reacting and reacting and, and following, you know, the same patterns as we were imprinted in and encoded in at the Mm -hmm. beginning of of our journey. So, to stop that and to take your power back and to to choose you know how to respond in any situation with awareness that's that's kind of (laughs) a pretty big deal right so I think so what helped you to to do that apart from obviously working with the ayahuasca like how, how do you practice this or like like how did it look like you know in practicing
1: your life In practice, it's a daily practice for me. I practice the gratitude, and with that has changed uh, my thought process. I've had some um, traumatic brain injuries. And so looking back, I can see that uh, my brain maybe didn't heal in the way that it could. And so this helped to bring me back to maybe where more neurotransmitters are speaking and communicating with one another instead of... Um, explosive behavior like everybody does when they get upset. I just mm-hmm. like take a deep breath, I remove myself from the situation, I give mm-hmm. myself time to think about it, right. pray about it, um, to, so I can move forward, um, right. and eliminate that chaos out of my life because I kind of live um, a life, um, kind of like a hermit in a way. Way. And if I didn't love music and other things that keep me grounded on the planet, I would pretty much like be reclusive. So I realize it being an inhuman form, these are the things that I love. And so I need to participate uh, with the world around me and um, other humans and in a loving and kind way and a non judgmental way, uh, realizing that everybody is at different levels of their evolution. And so if I can share any of my experience uh, from some of the things that have uh, ex- I've experienced in my life to help them m- maybe not making the same mistakes <laughs> and Absolutely. avoid a tragedy, then I'm willing to share. Uh, so I feel like right now in the last few years, there's a group of women that live near me. And I just feel like that I'm kind of there as a mentor for them. Uh, so uh, that they Beautiful. can make their lives a little simpler and easier if if they're willing to receive the information that I share
0: absolutely and we always talk about how you know relationships are so important in our lives in everybody's life because we are these social beings and 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 we relate to one another and the the quality of that relationship can can make make it or break it right our life and (laughs) i know that you have I mean, your story is incredible and amazing, but I know that you have five kids and you were married three times, correct? (laughs) You had your fair shares and adventures of relationships. So can you talk a little bit about what was the most challenging for you in the past in relationships with other people in general and then in particular in romantic relationships? And then as you, you know, Went within and get to know yourself and love yourself more. How did this change and
1: how are your relationships now? Okay, so I was in (laughs) some very volatile relationships. My first marriage, I was very young, and that was a very beautiful relationship. But something inside of me, the wildness, Mm -hmm. took over and I allowed it to do so. Um, And I remained single for like eight years. And then I got pregnant with my youngest daughter. So I wanted to so-called do the right thing and got married. And my second husband had uh, experienced trauma. His father murdered when he was age 10 that was never dealt with on so many levels. So he had all this pent up within him and looking back. I think if I would have had been more in tune with myself, I've could have helped him and led him in a different kind of way for his own healing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, generational trauma went onto my kids. So uh, the best thing that I could do was to get out of that. And um, because it was, it was really horrible for myself and the kids And I didn't want them to have to, I didn't want my daughters to feel like they had to put up with physical abuse or, and I didn't want my son to be an abusive man. But instead of working on myself and waiting, I jumped right into another relationship (laughs) that I had eventually, I got married and had two children, two sons with, and that husband of 22 years was, is a sociopath. He's mentally manipulating and he does it in a very, what's the word I'm looking for? He's uh, he's very smooth about it, right? Um, little by little by little by little, like all of the things that he loved about me and my artistry and my creativity and my free spiritedness, little by little throughout the years, he had squelched that, kind of like put my fire out. And at one point I found myself like, looking in the mirror and not knowing who I was. And I was going, this is not me. Where am I? I felt like I was in a tunnel. And um, so the journey began and um, looking back with all of this, I can say that what it showed me was I have value as a human being and I don't have to take Abuse. And so I know my boundaries are clearly set now. And it allowed me to see that others have boundaries. And when people show you or tell you who they are, believe them because it's true. You can't go into a relationship thinking you're going to fix somebody. It's not your job, it's their job. It's right. our job to work on ourselves to become um, lighter. Hold more light. Um, And it's not so much about me. I pretty much do my work for me because I realize if I stay centered and focused and balanced, then that is what I'm sending out for everyone else as we're going through this time of ascension.
0: Right, right. And as you said, you know, uh, oftentimes we don't have, especially women. healthy boundaries and we go along you know with abusive situations because somewhere deep deep down we think that's what we deserve you know or that's what we are worthy of and uh, I think you know for me this journey was a lot of you know, on on doing this program and and coming back to that self love and loving myself and as you said, knowing that I deserve you know uh, all the yes. good things as everybody else, of course. And uh, once you start to love and respect yourself more, it's easier to put a boundary and to say this is not okay for me while you're you know at the beginning when I was like in my 20s I hated myself I, I clearly <laughs> remember you know that and and I had very destructive relationships with other people as well because I had a destructive relationship with myself you know inside of me and 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 you know that healing in a way I think was a lot about learning to love and accept myself and see who I truly am. And, and the consequence of that was like the, the, the better boundaries and better communication and so on and so
1: forth. Like, what, what do you think about this? I believe that to be very true. Um, I did have to learn to love myself because I didn't. And I just let people in my life use me as a doormat. I never said no. I didn't know how to say no for anything. And uh, that brought me closer to center and to to the realization. And I did have to learn to love myself in all of my so-called imperfections that we as humans have, because there is no such thing as a perfect human (laughs) or a perfect body or perfect looks or any of that. And so once I started implementing self-love, when I went through my last divorce, which was 10 years ago. When I met Nina in the <laughs> jungle, that's when the ball started rolling. And I came home and realized, you know, I need to date myself. So <laughs> I took myself okay. out for delicious meals. I bought myself because I had so many children and always worked, they everybody else came first. So then I started treating myself to all the beautiful things that I loved, not extravagantly, but nurturing myself you know and I gave myself time to relax but I take a lot of hot baths I do that a lot to release and relax my tension from the exterior world and so as I started loving myself that let me know that I have value and that I have boundaries and um so loving yourself, you can't really truly unconditionally love anyone else unless you unconditionally love yourself. I mean, we all have issues with that, (laughs) right? And you talk about the destructive behavior. I had very destructive behavior (laughs) as a young person. I was wild and free and blew with the wind. And, um, you know, not realizing that there were consequences <laughs> in the end for those actions. And so I look at all of that in very much detail now before I step forward, right? I'll, I'll allow people in to be friends and, um, it takes time for people to let down their masks so you can see who they really are and where they are in life. So, um, so true. Mm-hmm. So true. and, uh, I just do love myself in all my imperfections because (laughs) I am imperfect on this planet, but the divine creator, I am perfect in the divine creator's eyes. Right. And I have to honor that very much so. Right. And, um, and I try to look at everyone when I, I greet people on the street and smile and say, hello. I try to send love to each being not knowing where they're at in their journey. Uh, You know, if they may have just lost someone or their favorite pet or are suffering from depression, because that is huge um, for the human population. And um, look at the suicide rates and now with children as well. So Uh, that is something that really needs to be looked at. And uh, I found myself in the sad, the seasonal depression, because I live way north where it's cold. And I'm from Northern California where it's warm. And I found myself all winter being really sad and really didn't care if I was on the planet anymore. And I said, this is not good. (laughs) And so I started taking my vitamin D3, um which the sun provides to us and I, I took a trip to LA to get some sunshine but it still quite wasn't enough and I just made the decision to get up and come south and I am oh, so happy yeah. I did and so me too. yeah well, I'm glad you're too you do
0: we talked a little bit about you know art in general and you are a wonderful artist we're gonna um put in the description your your um internet address where people can see your art and how art is a form of therapy, even e- either if you do it just as a hobby, or if you do it professionally, I know that you went back to school to study art right after
1: our trip. That was after Peru. Right? I was, I had just started back to school and took right. three weeks off out of my first term of college to get to go, <laughs> go to the jungle because I had already you know um, said I was going and paid for my trip and so I wasn't going to let anything stop that journey because I felt it was very important on this wheel of healing that I was um, embarking upon so so how how do you how would you
0: say you know art is is your tool you know for healing and expression like how what can you say about that because I I also use art and and just want to talk about how art is such a powerful form of you know just tool of expression and healing and and just um, you know sometimes we don't have words for certain things or we That's don't right. even know you know what is exactly that we want to express and and I feel art can be a, a, a very powerful tool you know in those cases so how, how do you how do you see your art and how your art assists you as a person and you know as a spiritual being
1: Well, art is something I've done all my life. And uh, when I went back to school, um, I changed my major like three times (laughs) because I I was focusing on the material world and financial abundance. So as I would go into these majors, I was realizing, you know, I didn't like the corporate world when I was there. I didn't really fit in. It wasn't a good fit for me. And I just made up my mind. I said, I'm just going to get my art degree like I wanted to do when I was 20. Um, So the expression of art for me is a, it's a, it's a release of creativity. So I do black and white film photography and my photography is not like the general photography realm. Like if you hired a wedding photographer, it's a, I focus pretty much on intimacy and love and all the ways it's actualized in the world. So it doesn't matter who or what, it, right? And um, it could be your pet, it could be non traditional couples like, you know, gay and lesbian couples or the transgender uh, community. It doesn't matter. And I try, just try to focus in on the expression and the emotion coming out of the people when I photograph them. Uh, so to me that is viewing the world through my lens of love and how I, I see that. it <laughs> yeah and then with my I paint also actually I can work in all mediums but those are the two mediums that I pretty much have been working in the last five years and so when I paint I actually went to a an intensive at a music festival and worked with uh, David Heskin and Aloria Weaver, Amanda Sage and Alex and Allison Gray through visionary art. That's awesome. And you're right. And so I learned a whole new technique, which I found totally beautiful. And that's I incorporate that. That's how I paint is through a layering project of building light. And also while I'm doing that, you know, paint has water in it. Right. And so I usually, I will listen to uplifting healing music or any music that makes me happy. So I feel like all of my paintings are alchemized with a high frequency vibration because there's water in the paint. And when I'm painting each throat, it's very meditative and it's a release where I can like get out of my head and I'm, I'm, in the present moment, um, laying that paint down and, um, uh, producing this beautiful, I've been doing portraits. So, um, that is the, uh, it's meditative for me. And I also, uh, during my divorce, with my ex-husband, I did three years of counseling and I did work with this one counselor and we did do some art therapy and it, basically you could go through your childhood and she would explain something and then I would draw it down. So anyone uh, who has experienced any kind of trauma, you can pick up markers, you can pick up paint, you can, and you can express yourself and release that with love on the paper. Right. And so it just helps you to know yourself better. Um, I think everybody uh, that Whether they think they're an artist or not, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter about the quality. And don't focus on the perfectionism of it, because (laughs) that's, that's one of my things, you know, it had to be picture perfect, and uh, it doesn't have to be. So it's like, the thoughts are in your mind, the emotions are in your heart, and then the action comes out through your hand. So it's like a three-step process of releasing. And that's kind of the same thing you do with manifesting. It's a feeling in your heart, the emotion and the thought in your mind, and then the action of doing it. And so that's like writing in your journal, any writing, drawing, painting, um, even nature art you know, Mm. building sculptures outside or. Do you journal? Do you have a journal? I I do have a journal. I do. I, I'm, I don't do it every day. Shame on me. (laughs) (laughs) I should uh, write daily practice. Everything you do is all about the daily practice. So, um, for holistic wellness of body, mind, and spirit. So my yoga, my nutrition, um, getting outside fresh air, and sunshine, um, the mind, getting the therapy with a professional therapist that can help talk you through some of the things that you're feeling and thinking, and then the spiritual practice. And I do a lot of gratitude work and a lot of prayer time every morning and every evening. And all working with all of those things for holistic wellness, I think, has really assisted me as far as becoming a more centered and balanced person. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that I'm not the person that I was 10 years ago. I mean, I am me and still (laughs) me, but it allowed me to flourish the gifts that the divine uh, instilled in me and that I was created with. And Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for that. Um, Working on non-judgment is a big (laughs) one right of yourself and others so yeah and we were saying yesterday
0: how awareness is the key and right that that awareness and that ability to reflect on yourself and what you're thinking and what you're feeling and how you are being in the world and then to reflect on that and to notice things and then to change things that you wish to transform so how 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 is your experience of of this awareness, and do you think that that the ayahuasca was a major um, tool to expand our awareness and to 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 have this
1: reflective mindset more instilled in us? Oh, I had started kind of the practice a little bit before I went to the jungle, but the ayahuasca just really brought me. Back home. And so I don't need anybody to correct me because I'm in continual correction of myself. I'm continually aware if I made a judgmental thought or negative thought or whatever. And so it helps me to reset um, my thought process and how I maneuver in the world. It has really helped uh, that way internally. Um, in my spirit, and in my heart, um, to change and be, I had to be, like Gandhi said, you have to be the change in the world in which you see.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, um, we are so programmed and conditioned Mm -hmm. and, and ignorant, you know, in so many ways. So I feel this, this is a big, undertaking that that deprogramming and that deconditioning and finding your own voice and finding your own truth instead of as you said at the beginning relying on all the external validation or advice or what other people want you to do and 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 going to this more this internal guidance that you were referring to and taking your life into your hands, so to say, but also taking all the responsibility for your for your actions, you know, either conscious or unconscious and and I think you know that that is you know just a never-ending process and we were talking about it how it's you know it's a daily practice as you said and, and this is something that we keep continue doing. So if we're talking about integration, you know after the ceremonies like in a way we are still in the integration. And um and and then it's up to us. The medicine is is, is, a, is an ally, you know. She is a wonderful teacher and, and healer, but it's it's ultimately up to us if we if we will create and uphold this practice in that everyday life or keep continue to do it or just revert back into the old patterns. And I'm sure that you also know people who work with the medicine and then they just go back to their old life and never really anything changes, you know, fundamentally. So, what, what, what would you say to people who are called to to go this path and to work with this this amazing medicine? What if you could, you know, just say a few words to them? What, what would be your message?
1: I say, if you get the calling, then participate. But also know that it just doesn't stop there. It's not a one-shot fix-all. <laughs> you have to take accountability for your own actions, but that will open the door in your mind and your heart to see uh, your imperfections and your the negative patterning because we've all been indoctrinated, enculturated, and conditioned. And that life did, did not it did not serve me well. And I feel Mm -hmm. like some of the things that I had gone through in my experiences is because I was trying to fit in to that mainstream one size fits all everybody, you know, the robotic life of Mm -hmm. be this, do that. It didn't, it didn't serve me well. And had I embarked on this journey in my twenties, because it was, uh, it was in my realm. And I started participating like at 19. And then I got more indoctrinated into the Christian church. And so then I had a fight in my head about (laughs) spiritual gifts, right? Is it this? Is it that? And uh, it took me like 30 years to finally figure out that that's not all there is. That's just a tiny slice of what we are and who we are and what is out there for us and what we came to the planet to do as humans. So um, I have to say, if you're going to, if, if, if it calls you to do so, just remember that there's more work to, it's just like the mother is like just the key coming into the lock and clicking it. Right. (laughs) You have to open the door in your heart and your soul and in your mind. And, we can't always play, I was in a state of victimhood when I went and worked with the mother, right? I knew I needed healing, but it also opened up in, to me so I could accept and acknowledge my own shadow. I think it's really important to look at that. And so that's where self-forgiveness comes in. And then no matter what, who or what has happened to you or been done to you, you can uh, forgive them in peace because you have forgiven yourself because we are not Mm -hmm. perfect. And so that's a huge repeating cycle that definitely have to break is the blame game and be in the victimhood. And yes, we have all suffered being on the planet um, because of the circumstances, because we allowed ourselves to get into those circumstances. And I look at it this way. It's always a lesson. right. What are you going to take from it? Right. Um, So I am more gentle with myself because I'm not perfect. And I have committed crimes against humanity, just like everyone else. Um, I have some of the people that I've really hurt in my life. I have in the past, even before I started this journey, ask them for forgiveness. Right. So If I can forgive myself for my own wrongdoing and and hurting others in my shadow side, then it just makes it easier for me to forgive the next person that has wronged me. There is one person that I still haven't totally forgotten, my ex-husband who was molesting and raping my daughter. As a mother, um, I felt huge guilt because my daughter didn't come forward for 15 years So it was already old news and he was so mentally manipulating that he destroyed the family. He turned all my children against me. I was the wicked bad one. And part of that, I'm still wearing that shoe for some of my children. Um, so it's our, our family is totally not healed all the way, but things are moving forward. So I'm appreciative of that. And, um, I got to forgive him. And sometimes I try to see him as a being of light and what his mission is. Right. Maybe that was his mission this lifetime. I mean, I have no way of knowing in our agreement on the other side was so right um
0: yeah these are those you know when you translate these words and the, the forgiveness and what does that mean and then these are these practical situations when okay it's easy to say something and how you're gonna actually to put that into practice you know when you experience something like that um but I think you know that we we have this motto you know that that uh, you are the healer and love is the medicine. And as you said as well, we are, we have the power and the responsibility to heal ourselves and to change our lives for the better. And, and how this is happening is through that love and acceptance that first you extend towards yourself. Mm-hmm. And once you are able to do that, because, you know, ultimately like, you know, ultimately your question probably is how did I choose this man? how did I trust this man? Right? Like, like, I picked this man, like, you know, no matter yeah. what you did, but it was kind of my choice, the first place to pick. The, so, so it goes, and, and then you have to look at yourself and, 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 and you have to see, it, can I love and accept myself, you know, even with the choices I made and, 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 and my ignorance and my shortcomings and, and my gifts and everything who I am, you know, fully and completely. And, and I strive for that, but I'm sure that I'm not 100% <laughs> there yet. And, and it's, it, I think it's that is absolutely the key. That love for me is that thing that brings things together and heals things. And the more I can extend that love towards myself, I, I'm able to include other people in that love and I remember one teacher of mine told me once that love is all inclusive. And I, and <laughs> at that moment, I was like, not for me, no. <laughs> you know, like, I, this is my circle of love. And there are people that, that are definitely outside of it. But since then, I that's that's kind of my practice to work on to extend that line, you know, and to include more and more beings into that circle of love until I can include everybody, no matter, you know, what they did or how they express themselves, and and that's definitely something that is easier said than done.
1: So <laughs> it is, but when we do that, I think um, the power of prayer is amazing and so with this human, my ex-husband, I do send him love I try to see him as light and I realize that he's on his own mission and he's got a, his own lessons and whether he'll come out and be honest and own what he did that that's his um, that's his mission not mine so I, you know, it's been like 10 years now, so it's a little easier for me to um, accept who he is. But I also don't have to have him in my life. Absolutely. And I won't. And I don't care if I never see his face in human form right. ever again, right. because my life is very different now. Um I hold love for him as a human being, right? And also his light and his mission on the planet, right? Right. Because everybody has a different road they're going on. So um, with the prayer that I've done for him, I just, you know, pray for his protection and also for his wisdom and knowledge and his acceptance in his own brain to uh, manifest. So (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah I hope to that and sending lots of love and awakening to him yeah so um shortly we're coming to to a close or or episode for today so do you have any message to humanity you know at this time not political or anything, but just like more spiritual, you know, because it's it's kind of a unique time in, in history and for humanity, I think. So is there anything that you would like to send out there to our brothers and sisters? I
1: would like to send unconditional love to each and every one of you. And uh, may you awaken to your total purpose and be the light that we need because we are shrouded in darkness, (laughs) but the frequency is raising and um, I appreciate you and your journey and honor yourself and the planet and just walk lightly among us. I hope to
0: that. yeah and sending yeah just lots of love to our sisters and brothers and Mm -hmm. envisioning just a beautiful bridge of light connecting our hearts with Mm -hmm. all of your hearts who are listening and who are out there you know on this planet and to to together we are stronger so let's let's remember our connection let's remember what Brings us together and what we all share instead of just focusing on our differences. So, until mm-hmm. next time, we're going to say goodbye to you and uh, yeah, go to my website, avatarhealingarts.com to check out all the offerings that we have right now and if you're interested in the upcoming training to be an integration therapist with this medicine also go to my website for more information and please leave your comments or if you have any suggestion with uh, topics that you want to hear about obviously regarding the medicine Please get in touch with us and and subscribe and like this video and share it with your friends and family because we rely on you as our marketing <laughs> team. And sending you so much love until next time. Lots of love from
1: our hearts to your heart. Many blessings. <laughs>